Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today it's WCW Saturday Night on TBS from April the 4th, 1992. It is a new era of Saturday Night on TBS. No, we're not changing. More on that shortly. The show has a new format. More on that, like I said, in a second. For now, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and like the video. And let me give a shout-out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Mike Childress, Joe Ice, good old Justin for your generous support on Patreon and being the sponsors of this show. And, Doc, we are waiting <laughs> on the superstar, Hard Body Harper, to join us. It is important to note that this show is being recorded on the night, the very late night of September the 12th, 2023. Uh, in case anyone's listening to this going... Well, in week two of the NFL, you guys are a week late. Yes, we record ahead of time, folks. How are you, Doc? You sound very joyous over there. What's the problem uh, here? What's week, going on? Week two, we're going to copy and paste, brother. Copy and paste. Two and oh. You can't get to 17 and oh without winning the first two. The first one is under the belt. Oh, my God. What was the score in that in that Cowboys game the other night, Mike? I, don't know. I went to bed in the third quarter. I wasn't okay, staying well, Let up me for help that. you out and everybody else out there. I don't think anybody cares. I think you're I the think only everybody one cares. cares. And if you don't, you better get you better wrap your mind around what you saw, which was complete and total dominance. Forty to nothing. Just a, an epic ass whipping. Opened up the skies. The, even God started pouring down rain on the Giants. It was <laughs> tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> And then, as if that weekend, if that wasn't enough, and boy, that was plenty, then everybody's got their heart out on their sleeve to watch that jackass run onto the field with the American flag on 9-11, and he waited four whole plays before he ripped his Achilles, tore it in half, out for the season. They're coming to Dallas next week. He didn't want the smoke. Football is off to a hot start, isn't it? I think you're wrong for dancing on a man's season, but okay. Maybe he should go back to that hunt and take some more peyote and see if that fixes his Achilles. I, you know that that might that might fix his uh, Achilles. Now nah, I'm just maybe kidding. he should I rub some tussin on it. Yeah, that's what Harper would say. I'm just that's trying to throw out some remedies because Zach Wilson ain't ready for this next week. <laughs> Now, okay. 
so that that old thing is just shaping up real nicely. I mean, that was a beatdown. The Cowboys came out there and showed them what's up. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about you and your side. Y'all's team told the little fella to hold the microphone up high now, didn't you? Yeah, I guess. Oh, you don't like football. Okay. No, nah, I cool just look. don't I just don't get like you and get just I, I I've come to realization in the last few years, man. Some of you football fanatics are whack jobs. Are you <laughs> saying I mean, that I'm a whack job? What I mean by that is it's like I got Fritz von Malky tagging me nonstop. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I I just watch football as an escape from reality. I, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna like get all emotional about it and get wrapped up emotionally. It's um once you accept the fact that it's all a work anyway, you have a lot less stress involved in it. Okay. Now, so, at the same time, like wrestling, I want to see the certain angles play out a certain way, and I get mad when that doesn't happen. But, but I just, you know, it's like, yeah, great, we won on the week two, I guess. Okay. I know one thing: my quarterback looked win. better than crab legs last year, or or fucking red rifle. He wasn't perfect, but <laughs> it was a whole lot better than what I saw last year. Okay. But you don't care if y'all win or lose. It's like, whatever, whatever. No, whatever. I, I've told you this story before, man. I care. But that, you used to joke. You used to talk about you walked into work on Mondays and you were like, you know, your wife's bugging you about stuff when you get home and, and throughout the week. And you're like, man, you know, this place takes a piece of my soul every day when I'm in there for 10 hours. Well... Here's my thing, man. The NFL showed its card to me with that no call. So I just, like, I'm sorry. I think they book what they want to book, how they want to book it. They break your heart every year purposely. So well, do I get excited? Sure, I root for my team. But I, I, I just think that the booker man is too involved. The no call ruined it for me, dude. For the no call ruined it for me. I got some news for you. I want you to come in real close so you can hear me. No, Uncle Rogers not booking the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. That's the sad part. You're going to have your heart broken again as usual. This is, this is our year. Right. Every, every Cowboy fan this week, we them boys, this is our year. Okay, pal, whatever you say. Well, I mean, I mean we can't fact, all I used to argue with you about it. Grambling beat, get beat by LSU. I mean, come on. I mean, that's college, bro. Come on. You're going to have those ridiculous mismatches in college. It's, that That's another thing that's just whatever. What? These mismatches. Dude, so college football in the early weeks is, is and I think Harper made this comparison at one point, it is the same thing as jobber matches on Saturday night or worldwide back in the day. I mean, That's don't get me wrong. Unless you're every nine, every now and then you get Texas and Alabama, you get LSU and Florida state from week one. But, but for the most part, the first three weeks, it's, I mean, look, we're recording this before week three, bruh. It, it, you, you messaged me today. The college slate is weak. 
So it's all enhancement matches, almost all of them. So, you know, it's college is a little different, man. I get excited for it, but it's it's like until you get into conference play, what are you really doing? Okay. Outside of Texas and Alabama when you do have those matchups because there are some matchups like that. Now, Harper says he's on, so can we get him dialed in? Yeah, because I'm sure he doesn't believe the NFL's a work yet, so – you know, well, we need to talk about that. So we need to get him in probably, here so that he can tell us why it's real. Yeah. Now he now he's going to come and tell you that Derek Carr was fine, which this is a a very true observation. His old line almost got him killed Sunday. That'll happen multiple times. He was he was about to be Aaron Rodgers with a with a torn Achilles. But whatever. Come on, Harper, pick up. What are we doing here? There he there is. He There's is. the superstar. There we're hey, recording. Join What's the up, party. Man? This is uh, we're we're all excited and uh, we're all teeth and gums because our football teams won. I know, huh? Yeah, and we're they not. They got Jets. one of the Jets fans. Holy right. shit! Nobody's a Jets fan. They all jump back on this year. That's just crazy. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's like grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he never completed a pass. Dude, imagine being those fans and like, we're finally going to do it, man. No, you're not. You know, we're finally going to be contenders and they go buy his, they they, they go on Fanatics and buy his fucking jersey for $200 and and all that shit and season tickets. And now you have, at at least you only have to send the Packers a second round pick. Damn. Oh. Did you see that Jets fan that flipped the bird? Yes. We <laughs> were sitting here watching it live. She's like, oh, my God, did you just see that? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So what I need to talk about next is, have you, Harper, have you seen these commercials for the NFL where they're sitting around with a script? No. Mike, would you explain to Harper what this is? It's just, it's like a parody, like satire type stupid they they pull out this book and they're like, okay, let's go over the script for the season. And then they start talking to these players uh, that that are in there. Jamar Chase was one of them. Um, the wide receiver from Seattle was one of them. Uh, Kirk Cousins was in it more than them, but and they're they're just making these stupid. I don't even want to call them jokes. Just statements about what we're gonna do, how we're gonna book it this year. I think it's I think it's really dumb. I don't find it funny at all. I'm like, this is stupid. They're trying to throw us off the scent of the fact that this shit's yeah. work. Uh-huh. I don't, because you I know don't... why? Because more and more people are saying it now. Right, okay, so right. Harper, in your in your honest opinion, what percentage of the NFL is a work versus a shoot? I mean, the referees... I mean, bro, you can't tell me those guys. Someone can uh, slip them something, and especially with the with, uh, when every commercial is DraftKings and 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 all these gambling websites, bro. You don't think someone could? Hey, referee Joe Smith. Yeah, I know during the uh, the year you're, I, I, you're a fucking PE teacher, and this is part time. But uh, how about I give you seven hundred fifty thousand dollars if you uh. Look the other way. Yeah, uh, just just kind of miss a couple holding calls. Not a lot to make it obvious, but just 
Just like one or two of them. Okay. Now notice he didn't say they're playing favorites for winning. He right. said he's putting the thumb on the scale so that we don't lose, so that the right people get their money. Right. I'm just saying, man, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if if you see more and more players get caught uh, with the gambling shit because it's too easy. It's it's so easy because, dude, I, I think that might be the next uh, addiction problem. Might be gambling. Because just think, it's so easy. You pull your fucking Samsung phone out and just download an app and put your credit card information in, and you just hit submit, submit, submit. It, it's that, all the while you're pounding Budweisers. Yes, making great decisions, screaming at the fucking TV. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised. You see, that's the one thing about video poker machines. I mean, y'all don't have those, right, Mike? Nah. Yeah, no. you see here, you have to put cash in them. They only take cash. And the reason why they don't take cards, because these dipshits would be putting their cards in there, and they would just, you know, destroy their whole fucking credit uh, checking account, or they'll fucking limit out all their credit cards in a half an hour. So you have to put cash in them. This is just on your phone, dude. And it's just, bro, you're going to have people losing everything betting on the Colts and the fucking Houston Texans. That's why I don't bet. I don't bet at all, dude. Nothing. I I work too hard for my money, bro. Yeah, for real, dude. I never bought a lottery ticket in my fucking life. Every time... Fuck. Every time I think it'd be a good idea to put, you know, 20 bucks on a game, I'm like, Don't no, 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 no. Because you see, this is how they get you. Right. You're, you're, oh, it's only 20 bucks. Right? What's 20 bucks? And then you win. And Worse, like, oh. you lose. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I just won 20 bucks now. How easy was it. that? I know right. everything. Right. I'm the next fucking Lee Corso. And then you fucking bet again. And then you win again. And you win against, dude, what if I put up 50 bucks instead of 20, man? I'm fucking myself over. And then you put in quarterbacks laying on the turf with the torn Achilles and you're broke as shit. Yep. (laughs) And then you bet more and more and then your ass starts losing. Then you start losing. Oh, no, no, bro. I'm going to get it back. Then you, oh, this is a short thing. Aaron Rodgers is in. And then you fucking lose everything. Not everybody has Tony Soprano money to chase it like that. Right, exactly. And that's going to be the problem. But people are going to lose their houses, get yeah, fucking kicked out their fucking apartments because they can't pay the fucking rent, bro. I'm not a gambler. That I'm not I a gambler at I'm all. Not, it's like they, I'm not built for that. It's like the Powerball. It's like, well, someone's got to win. That that person will not be you. <laughs> you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning, bit by a fucking T-Rex, and getting fucked up the ass by Bigfoot all at the same time than winning the fucking lottery, dude. Uh, football is back, and so is Harper. The riskiest uh-huh. thing he does is stick his tongue up somebody's butt. That's right. <laughs> I'm a hygiene tester. <laughs> I got to say, though. See how bitter it is, huh? (laughs) Hey, but how good is it to turn on the TV and have some football to watch? It's great because the good thing, we got it. It it starts Thursday. 
Yeah. Right? It's a Thursday. Friday. If, Uncle Rod kicked Uncle Rod kicked fucking college football's I just booted a mile away and said, We're taking Thursdays. Yeah. Got Thursdays. You got the college football on Friday. All Saturday it's college. Sunday. Then you got Monday. Bro, it's just I, I'm afraid they're gonna go one more night and then it's gonna be overkill. It's already I think it's already overkill. Oh it's yeah. A little, it's, it's a definitely little bit overkill, dude. But they're definitely going to go to that extra night because they can't help themselves. There's too much yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about player safety, but then they put players out there on right. Thursday after a game yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, it's the, a, the, the, the hypocrisy of it is 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 just epic. Tremendous. But, you know, yeah. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's player safety until it's inconvenient for you to be player safety. Focused. Bro, when did fucking running backs turn into, like, disposable football players? Well, just kind of because I remember, did remember growing up with Eric Dickerson and Herschel Walker and Tony Darset and you know Walter Payton. Now, bruh, it just the game fucking, bruh. has changed drastically. This I was beat. telling my but I was telling my buddy this like a couple weekends back because you know I go to a lot of high school football games and in high school football now. Back when I was in high school. Most of these high schools didn't run no goddamn spread offenses, Mm-mm. right? Just run in up high the school, in high school, at least in Texas, they're all running spread offenses. They all got a quarterback who's at least a decent passer. I mean, these kids now are throwing the ball all over the yard, and the game is more wide open. Back when we were young, and so it starts there, and then it progresses, as you can see, into colleges. I mean – Who's running power formations in college? I mean, the, at the, the big military. School. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> so it starts. It starts at the lower levels, and then what you've had is now you've had a generation of that mm-hmm. come through the ranks, and they've de-emphasized. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some really good high school running backs and really, really good pro um, college running backs too, but they're far less. They've de-emphasized that power running back like an Earl Campbell, even a Walter Payton, as good as his moves were, he was a powerful motherfucker. He would run you over oh, getting yeah, the opportunity. Bro. George Rogers. Dude, I mean I get stuck watching the, the fucking Walter Payton videos on fucking YouTube all the time. Dude, he I I, I don't want to get Doc pissed off. This has always been my argument about when people blow Emmett Smith like he's great. Emmett Smith ain't shit compared to a Barry oh. Sanders, Walter Payton, James Brown. Um, not James Brown. Uh, <laughs> um, Give it to me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, um, for that play for Cleveland. Um, but but you got you. So you had all these power running backs back in the day that that were just you know they came from the ground up. That's how that's how they from from high school to college. And now, man, you just don't really see that as much. Even a dude that Atlanta drafted, he's going to be a he's going to be a real good player. Bijan Robinson, the running back uh, from Texas. But he won't have to stay in power. The game has changed uh, enough. It's got, I, I told this doc this years ago um, and Saints fans got mad at me that listened to our NFL show that year because I said, there's no way I would have paid Alvin Kamara all that money because running backs have such a short shelf life now that by the time you pay them, like you've already gotten your mileage out of them. So 
I hate to say that they're disposable, but they become disposable. And very rarely do you pay the running back and they actually pay off in that next contract. Not yet, never. But let me ask you. Derrick Henry, it's working for him, but for most it doesn't. Do you think that some of that also now has become a cycle and a self-perpetuating cycle in that these these colleges have to run that offense that's more pro-style and passing so they get those recruits? And then then because they're recruiting that kind of player, the high schools are trying to run that to get their kids to to college. And it just becomes a cycle. And you have all these uh, passing academies now, like the the Manning brothers hold the passing academy. Auburn's going to laugh at Nickel State every year. Um, They they do this. So like you and they're not the only ones that do do passing academy. So you have all these passing academies for these young kids. Now, you never had that. Like when we were young, there was no passing academy. I mean, there may have been passing camps, but there wasn't like these elaborate passing academies for these teenagers who weren't even in high school yet. So you got these teen like, like you got these. 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds going to these passing academies. And then you got these young high school freshmen who are, I mean, they're just, they're being brought up in these systems. uh, doing that too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Johnny Menzel did that, I think. When he was still at A&M. It's just a completely different game. It, it, it started years and years ago, and now what you've seen is the maturation of it where all these kids now are now in the pros. So they come into the league just they haven't run any spread offenses. And what that does is there's been more emphasis on passing, more emphasis on pass blocking, more emphasis on receivers. So the game has just shifted. I mean, you look at the stats now in any, whether it's college or pros, I do this sometimes. Bro, look at like Aikman's stats compared to a top QB now. It, it, yearly, even with without an extra game, his stats would be like like half like midway like he'd be yeah. a mid in terms of yardage and touchdowns it, it's nothing compared to what they do now but the game changed since then so you know that's what you're seeing and it's just i hate to say it but the running back position has just been de-emphasized and i think teams just are like why am i going to pay a running back all that money when i really need to spend that money on my quarterback my receivers my O-line. Because these linemen, the dudes blocking for the running backs are getting paid more than the running backs now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I'm just saying, like, it's the it's a different. white guy from, like, Wisconsin, some big Polish dudes getting more than the, the fucking running back. Hopper, Google what Ryan Ramchek from the from the Saints, the right tackle, what he's getting paid. I think he's one of the top paid O-linemen. Ryan he's good. Ramchek. The right tackle. I forget yeah. how to spell his last name. Don't even yeah, ask me. Either. Number seventy-one. But anyway, it. So the game changed, man. It's just a different. It's a different game altogether. The emphasis isn't on the running backs now. Again, you have outliers like Derrick Henry. There's no way I'd want to tackle that dude. He's like a man. Like that oh, dude yeah, is like. Oh yeah, dude. That guy's like six. six th- yeah, bro. <laughs> He's a truck. I mean, yeah. There's no way. Uh, you know. So, um, but outside of that, man, like. It, it's crazy. I mean, can, that, can you imagine telling Eric Dickerson we're going to run running back by committee? <laughs> or Earl Campbell? Or Walter Payton? Like, no. These dudes were bruisers, man. They it, Come out the game. Have you lost your damn mind? Do you know who I am? That, that was them back in the day.
Speaking of the uh, game top changed. line running backs, I'm flipping through one of these old comic books I have. It's a Warlord comic, which was like a DC version of like Conan. They had the the, the Ramco toys for it. It's from 1979, and I'm flipping through it. And the ad on the inside cover is for some cleats called Sports Sport Spot Blit. Um, what? S P O T B I L T. It's a brand of cleats, and it's uh. Spot built? Yeah. We wear spot spot built just like OJ. Uh-oh. It's an OJ Simpson ad for these for these cleats. Yeah, I remember those. They had I had to Google it. They had the little circles and the little stripe yeah. on one side. I had a pair of those. So you know they were top quality. Time. Yeah. No, I, they really weren't. Like Remember that? Remember Shoe Town Hopper, that oh, shoe store oh, yeah. in New Orleans? Fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, I think my mama got them things for like less than like maybe eight bucks from Shoe Town back in the yeah, day. Yeah, that was the place to go for, for your shoes. Because they were cheap. Yeah, fucking pro wings, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Pro wings and them fucking McGregor shoes. Those were McGregor. cheap shoes. And then you yep. realize, wait, that's a real, like, it's a golf company. <laughs> At least it was back then. I'm sure it's gone now. Yeah, I remember no spot built cleats. Yeah, I was like, look at this. OJ Simpson. The fuck? <laughs> it's nuts. Uh hey, Doc, I have to give one shout out and I didn't see any five star reviews. Anything else before I do that, before we get into the new I can't believe how great the football season has started. Oh, I'm expecting God. every week to be as good as that one. Seventeen and zero. I, I I think I might as well say it. Super Bowl suck it. Uh, real quick, um, one new patron, Marcus W. Thanks for becoming a patron. And if you uh, could be so kind to become a patron, you could do so at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The only way to get access to our Clash of the Champions reviews, our WCW pay-per-view reviews, the World Clash shows, the NWA Power shows, and the ECW shows is on Patreon, tinyurl.com. Slash Patreon BTT. Uh, Doc, I know you've been busy and you probably haven't had a chance to watch that Bishop Sycamore thing yet. Harper watched no. it last week and sent me a message right away and goes, Bruh, we got to do a patron episode on that shit. Yeah, I, I actually, Mrs. Doc is interested in it as well. It's nuts. Is it not, Harper? Yeah. It's just, that guy needs to be in prison. He really does. Give it he time. Needs to in, he needs to be in prison. He is a lunatic and a narcissist and every, oh that dude he is he sounded like boring. Skeletor. Bro, my wife's watching it and she you you know how dark she is. She's turning red. Wait, She's like fuming. Dark as in like for real or like dark humor. Oh, come on. What? Yeah. You're an asshole. Anyway, she's turning red. I ain't never seen her that red. I was like, boy, you really worked into she a shoe, huh? She's like, fuck that fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah. That fucking guy's so wrong for doing that to his own people. His own people. So it'd be, wait a minute. It'd have been okay if he did that to white people? No. Yeah. But you know who was great in that? Bamani Jones was excellent in it. He he broke it down so well. It Which was one great. was that? Um, you don't know who Bamani Jones is? No. Yeah, I'm like the black guy who was commentating. Like you know, every time they would ask questions, and he was, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. His name was Bomani Jones. He's the guy that that had Bomani 
when they showed the graphic by him. I don't know. Like you're like... saying the fucking black guy. Okay. Everybody was black in it. <laughs> Jesus, Michael. Not the mom the... for one of the players. It was the guy with the two legs. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, okay. Enough of that. It's time. It's time for the new era of Saturday night on TBS. It is WCW Saturday night on TBS from April the 4th of 1992. Doc, it is the talk show era. Um, that's the best way to describe it. Jesse, just hit play and let just let play and let Harper see this with with sound after the nonsense. Well, not not this part. Oh, the right? music is great too. Put on that new music that I brought in. I'm ready. WCW's ready. Let's fire right over to camera two to my buddy Eric Sizeberling Bischoff. Thank you very much and welcome everyone to a very special edition. This is WCW Saturday Night and we're happy you're a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see Flying Brian defend the light heavyweight championship of the world on this broadcast. Also, we'll be taking a look at the United States heavyweight champion ravishing Rick Rude. We'll have tag team competition as the team of Cactus Jack and Diamond Dallas Page will be challenged by the fabulous Freebirds. Plus, we've got a very special two out of three fall main event, some in-depth interviews, and a lot of fun for you. But right now, I'd like to introduce the man that will be my guest co-host this week on our first right. edition of WC. I was wondering when you wanted me to kill it. Oh, man. That music, it- this is stupid. It's a stupid format. It's a dumb concept. They still have that stupid hallway. What are we doing? Man, this is bad. No, it's not that bad. It is, it is. Yes, it is, Michael. When, when, no, when, it ain't. When Eric Bischoff is like, he's like, oh, I didn't know you were there. Hey. Do you know who Size Sperling was, Mike? No. That was, the, wait, let, let's. The hair club was, for men, dude. Oh, yeah, oh. that's right. Okay. What about him? Jesse Ventura called Eric Bischoff Size Sperling. The hair oh. club for me. I'm not just a president. I'm a member. I'm the president I'm or whatever. Member, yeah. Yeah. I'm a customer. Man, something you say. Yeah. This is bad. It's like a cross yeah. between American gladiators with oh, that. God. And entertainment tonight. Something like that. It's a magazine show where they do little clips and stuff. And it's like, it's stupid. And then we have Tom Zink for three falls. Oh, uh, bro. I, I, we going to get to that after that, that, that. That's coming. That's coming. So but, what? I don't remember this at all. I wasn't watching. Yeah, me neither. I, I, you can't blame me for this shit. Yeah. Well, I didn't book it, but I will tell you this. I, I don't think it, I don't say it last. It lasts a little while, not like a year or nothing. Because Bill Watts is going to come in eventually. And I don't know for this for a fact, but I feel like he came in and was like, yeah, we ain't doing this nonsense no more. Yeah. I mean, this looks horrible. Hey, look, but, I'll let Grizzly Smith. Have all the young girls he wants, but we can't Come have this talk shit. Come That's on. not even funny. Fuck that guy. Which one? Bill Watts? Or no, Bill I know what you're saying, though. You're not condoning it. You're saying that's the type of what Bill Watts was saying behind okay. the scenes. 
Yeah, Grizzly, you can do what you want to do, but I'm putting an end to this talk show thing. He really had his priorities together, let me tell you. <sighs> Fucking Grizzly Smith. Piece of shit, human. Okay, so anyway, you heard it there. Jesse welcomes us in, throws it to Bischoff, what feels like, I call it like almost like the Arsenio Hall era of Saturday yes! night. I was thinking the same thing, but, like, it's so bad. I was waiting for the, the fucking dog pound, like, in the back, going, woo, 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 woo. Bischoff throws Jim Ross. You heard him open the show. There's a couple of chairs in the ring if you're not watching the video version on Patreon, which you can watch if you become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Anyway, JR says, we'll have some guest interviews, and this sometimes the interviews are going to be okay. And he brings in Jesse, who's the co-host this week. That's the actual train wreck a lot of times. Some of these guest co-hosts are worse than watching paint dry. Um, It's pretty bad. So Jesse will be the co-host this week. And JR mentions, again, two out of three falls between the Z-Man and Steve Austin. I want to play these this quick little promo from Z-Man and Austin because this is going to be a theme going forward for the next couple months. This is how they'll spin it, like – JR introduces the show, welcomes in the guest co-host. Then they throw to a couple of promos of whoever's going to be in the main event for that particular week in the two out of three falls. So here that is for this week. Be nice if I hit play and not the mute button. Come on. It's a Z-Man coming at you right here on WCW Saturday night. Tonight, I've got the opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm not going to let it go by me. Steve Austin put the belt on the line, the world television title belt on the line for two out of three falls. That means you can goof up only once. Steve Austin, I've had that belt around my waist, and I've been on a roll. I've been in that gym. I've been training. The tailor-made man's gone down. The hammer Valentine's gone down in my hands. And next is you, Steve Austin. Paulie, stay out of my business, or I'll knock your face off. It's the 20th anniversary of World Championship Wrestling right here on TBS. And who better to be in the main event on the debut of WCW Saturday Night than the best wrestler on television today, the world's TV champion, stunning Steve Austin. And you know, Paulie, because I'm such a generous guy, I'm going to give the Z-Man not one, but two out of three falls for the world television title. But to tell you the truth, Paul, tell me. I don't think he's man enough. <laughs> Just in a two out of three fall main event, who has the advantage, the champion or the challenger? Well, I think definitely, definitely the champion the always has the advantage, regardless <laughs> if it's one fall or two out of three. The champ has the advantage because you simply got to beat the champ. Fans, that match is coming up later in the broadcast. And when we come back, we'll see the light heavyweight. All right. Um, what was man. that shirt that Jesse's wearing? I don't know. A shirt. With the... With the... the jacket's covering it, so you really can't that's see. That's a broad, it. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's I'm a woman on it, but... You think Medusa had his shirt is. back then? I don't... Nah, that's not Medusa. Connie Katane? <laughs> oh. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know. Doc, any thoughts on that promo? No. I hate this. I quit. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, you, you, At least it's you, only a fucking hour. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> well, we go to commercial, come back, and Jim Ross and Jesse talk about Pillman versus Liger from Super Brawl that we reviewed on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, when Pillman won that title back, the light heavyweight title. And they throw to a replay of the finish of that. They come back, and Jesse and Jim Ross yap about the upcoming match with Pillman and um, – 
Brad Armstrong, which is coming up next. Doc, I know you don't have any thoughts on replays, even though you weren't with us for Super Brawl. So did you actually have thoughts about that match? Because it was a really good one. It was a good match. I watched it because I didn't watch Super Brawl. It was good. You watched it because you didn't watch Super Brawl. You mean you watched it because you didn't review Super Brawl with us? 100%. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. I know that Cowboys victory got you living Ooh. on. Oh, you know. yeah. Man. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little flustered. 17-0 <laughs> Super Bowl. Suck it. We got it. 100%. Every listener in the world reached out on Twitter and my mentions exploded about how you were probably feeling on Sunday night. Oh my God! Here's I, the thing: I, I got so I, tired of of hitting the little heart button or whatever they call it. Here's I was the just thing: like I just started reading them and not not even doing anything. I'm like, okay. I'm I done. used I would you would think that I was like floating in a sea of like beer cans, but it got so out of hand so fast that I I was like. Well, I'm not going to wake up hungover tomorrow now. I only had five beers throughout the whole damn game. I was bored. I was bored before halftime. Yeah, man. I love being bored. I love being bored when my team plays the right way. You know, it's a whole lot better than the having Mike McCarthy try to make decisions down the stretch. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> nobody needs nobody, including Mike McCarthy, needs that stress in their lives. Boredom only works when it's your team that's causing right. the boredom. If yeah. it's if you're just an innocent bystander without a dog in a fight, it's boring. You're like, okay, time for bed. Because I'm telling you, it was like. It was like five minutes to go before halftime. I go, I'm going to bed, man. This is a waste. This is Every a negative thing you could do. It happened. Right. The... Block field goals. I mean, I was waiting for him to get like struck out. Like it, they, every negative thing that could happen, happened. I love it. They had like two touchdowns before the offense hit the field. Yeah. And the Giants, you had a what a block field goal didn't a Dallas run back a touchdown a kickoff oh, or yeah. something yeah not a kickoff a punt and no. He, no we blocked a field a, goal and we returned an interception yeah, yeah returned I mean, an interception. Jesus Christ fuck that yeah. it's like Tecmo Bowl somebody hung a pork chop around Daniel Jones's neck too <laughs> all right Enough okay, so we're missing a great match here. This is a hell of a match. Somehow, uh, you know, babyface versus babyface is always a little bit better than heel versus heel. Okay, so one thing I wanted to mention. They throw... So here's the thing about this quote-unquote talk show era. They throw to Pillman versus Brad Armstrong, but we're not in center stage. Center stage is what's hosting the show, if you want to call it that. And then, like, the main events are generally going to be in center stage, the two out of three right. falls. But the the other matches, like we're witnessing here, this is at, I think I looked it up, the Georgia Mountain Center. So, so, what, so, so the fans are stuck there. Watching a bunch of hokey horse shit. On TV. And they get one match in a ring? And so, no, no, no. Well, three falls. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I bet you, you know they, they did some no, no, other no. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I bet like you they did some other stuff. Popeyes and pals, bro, but fucking wrestling. 
Hopper, Doc has no clue what you're talking about. I don't know, but it sounds funny. <laughs> you'd have to explain it to him. <laughs> you'd have Saturday to explain it to him. Saturday morning TV show, that was to say the least, local as fuck. Yeah. And he used to come on Channel 4 where they would take like the local Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or the something, and they would just have them in a studio, and they would do like the Popeye uh Cartoon, it was and it was it was hosted by Popeye's chicken yeah and, it was hosted by like one of the news guys or something i can't remember who hosted it but they give you a little a, a one piece box of chicken with the fries and a piece of chicken and a biscuit and you'd sit in the actually on the stage and they talk to some of the kids and these like, kids what's your name, you know Mike Mills? what school you right, going to uh-huh. right they 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 didn't know whether to shit or wine to watch because they're on TV and they're young they're like six seven eight years old and then they throw to the Popeye cartoon so they call yeah. it Popeye and Pals and Joe Kane was on that show he told yes. me years ago <laughs> he was on Popeye I was like of course you were Joe uh, one of our old buddies uh, that was a wrestler anyway you know you can yeah. probably YouTube it. It was pretty amusing back in the day. Because someone posted yeah. it on one of those New Orleans Facebook pages, and I was showing it to Tiffany. She's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, she's like, too young to remember. I was like, this used to come on Saturday mornings when I was a kid. It's like, they got these kids. It's like 8 o'clock in the fucking morning, and they're eating fried chicken and drinking a fucking Pepsi and eating one of them greasy-ass fucking biscuits at like 8, 9 o'clock in the fucking morning. Like you haven't done worse. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, Hopper, you've stuck your tongue up asses at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but the asses. Sure there's. But there, but you see, the asshole is low cholesterol, Michael. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm worried about my health. <laughs> Can't fry an asshole. This is the point where the the new listener of the week is like, what the shit is wrong with these guys? They were talking about Pillman versus okay, Armstrong. Okay, let me get it back over here. Yes, please. Um, I've been always fascinated by the term scientific when it comes to wrestling. That's they true, this huh? What about wrestlers is scientific, Boogie? Um, I'm, I mean, what are you asking? I'm, I'm not understanding. I've never understood the term scientific when it comes to wrestling. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Explain. It just means you're you're technical and you're. Why well, not say technical? You're, you're a chain wrestler. You okay. are very calculated. When you think about scientific, you're thinking about what's, you know, exacts. I guess. Okay. It would be my way to look at it, and yeah. Are right, you going to love me. me for this? Can you go back to 925? I don't care. What about it? Okay. What are we looking for? I love the little things in wrestling. So, okay. Look at Pillman here. Gets him? Mm hmm. Now what? What do you mean, now what? Put his knee on his head. Little stuff. I like that. All right. Wow. Did you see well, how right before that he did a no no? What? He's just holding his arm with one yeah. arm. He's like, fuck, fuck. Okay. 
And then he realized, wait, right. cinch it in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Pillman's getting better in the ring, though. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, he's not bad, obviously. He's really good. And him and Liger put on a clinic. A very scientific match with lots of high flying. Okay, very scientific. That's good to know. I actually had this time stamp. Brad Armstrong goes to the top rope, and Pillman stands up, and he goes to drop kick him. And he really missed him, but Brad still took the bump. Look. Yeah. I completely missed him. I had that one. I thought you might have that one too. Well, you got to take the bump. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know. I, we're I, here. If they'd have shot it, if it, and the thing was the angle we were at, you couldn't cover it that he missed him. Yeah. That was the other side of it. Um, I think Pillman right here is going to fight Brad off from superplexing him, and he'll take a pretty nice bump, I believe. Yeah, there it is. And then Pillman hits a cross body, but they roll through. Brad almost gets a pin. Any other timestamps, Doc, before I go to the finish? No, let's hit the finish. Yeah, they um, it's pretty scientific, like you said, or you didn't know what scientific was, technical. Uh, Brad gets the knees up on a splash attempt by Pillman. Um. So then we get a Russian leg sweep on Pillman, but Pillman is under the ropes. Pillman recovers, and then he eventually goes up and hits the springboard lariat off the top rope. Pillman wins in a, dare I say, very competitive matchup. They gave them a good amount of time. Would you agree, Doc? I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. This was good stuff. I'll take this. But you were complaining a second ago, Doc, about the format. Yeah, when they stop doing their stupid format and show a good kick-ass wrestling match, things improve. Oh, look at oh, okay. Well, from there, again. I'll from, watch well, they're going to show it. They're going to show it a bunch of times. We go to a feature and a promo. So Jim Ross throws to some footage of Ron Simmons that we have seen a million times. I, I I've seen this footage with Ron Simmons walking through Florida State way too many times now. They keep replaying it over and over. And then Simmons comes down the aisle in the studio to be interviewed in the ring by Jesse and JR. Uh, Doc, this is like six minutes long. Jesus it, and there's nothing, man. There's no heat to this. They're just talking. Simmons tries to fire up, but it's just, it's this is not conducive to, this is, Talk show interview, not cutting promos. Oh, God. Oh, now I not, see what this is. Oh, my God. This is not I, actually, I think Ron here is good. I think Jesse and JR are good. I just think. This is so bad. Talent like, can't overcome bad creative, dude. Come on. I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. Because really. now I realize why they showed that it's. It's like, hey, someone's got this new movie coming out. Uh, Schwarzenegger's doing Terminator it's 2. It's a talk show. Yeah, and they, they show the clip. And then, he, and then he, I, I thought they were just showing that just to put him over. So, no, this is like a talk show. Yes. Yeah. This is, they wa- this is fucking stupid. Now, don't fucking. get me wrong. There's some of these little interviews that they do that had me dying. They do uh, one with Z-Man. I don't know when they do it, but... The I'm not mad at the three guys on my. I'm not mad at the three guys in the ring. Right, they're just following the uh, uh, instructions. 
what are you going to say? They're, they're eating pins so they can cash checks. Let's be clear. They, they got the instruction manual. <laughs> well, Ron Simmons this is done. This is Chinese. What the fuck? <laughs> Ron, Ron Simmons gives a message. Stay in school. Do right in life. Stay in yeah, school some not? more. They asked Ron his opinion of Sting as a champion. Ron says, of course, Sting is credible. Uh, Vader will give Sting all he can handle. And then Ron says, if I get the opportunity, then so be it. And they asked Ron about being, Jim Ross specifically says, you know, hey, Ron, what do you th- think about being the first black world champion? And Ron says, you damn right I want to be the first black world champion and be a role model. And then uh, Ron Simmons turns his attention to Rick Rude and gives Rick Rude the credit he deserves, but says that Paul Lee is a crutch for Rude. And then they get into Florida State football again. They talk about Rude some more. And Ron says, if I get Rude in the sidewalk slam, he's done. And I don't think Ron Simmons was all over the place. It just kind of was the way the questions were going. Um, And Ron Simmons ends up flexing at the end of it. And that was that. Um, Went on for about six minutes. Ron Simmons isn't bad here. He's just going with what the format is that they asked him to go with. And, I mean – Look, he's got Jim Ross and Jesse, who's been in the business forever at this point up there. He's just following their lead with it. I don't hate it, but if you want Ric Flair talking about banging women at the Marriott, this ain't it. Well, I'd rather Rick be banging Flair? women at the Marriott, but if not, I'd rather Rick talk about it, I guess. You imagine Ric Flair in this era on the set? Well, we're going to have Flair for the gold. That's true. We will have that. Which there were some hilarious flair for the goal segments. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, all of the interviews they do aren't gonna be this this wasn't dry, but just so matter of fact. Just This is you know. dry. Yeah, this, this is, is bad, dry this, this is drier than grandma's pussy. Come on. Yeah. So why are you caught why so so you're being racist now? Black man's being dry, huh? Huh? No. I'm I said all three. I'm talking I'm about everybody. Not oh, Simmons. I'm not just not focusing just on the black guy. Okay. Like somebody else here. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Well, I don't appreciate. I saw that message you sent Hopper talking about <laughs> I was rooting for Grambling on Saturday. You were. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? One of those kids from that documentary, he was going to sign with them, but they realized, well, wait, you aren't going to a real high school. <laughs> and so, and, and then I'm thinking he would probably would have been playing in this game. Yeah, that was messed up. That yeah, kid dude. got screwed, bro. Mm-hmm. Them, <sighs> I can't wait for Doc to see it so he can be like, "When hit the red light, let's go." Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go to the next match. We go back to whatever building we're in, and we got the Freebirds versus. Cactus Jack and DDP. That's a hell of a combination. What have they done to the Freebirds? <laughs> I don't know why they. I guess they figured where else are we gonna fucking go? Let's just sit here and keep getting this check. Look and at dress. Oh my god! Well, we talked that this happened when you were gone, Doc. When you were out on hiatus, they changed their like look and. Jesus. I don't know who in the fuck is walking around like that, looking like that in nineteen ninety. Whatever this is. Two. They didn't let him come out to Bad Street at some... Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess they figured, fuck it. You know, if the the checks keep coming in, let's 
be dressed like this. Dude, just stick with everything fucking world class. Fucking and now coming down doing this. Free bird and just drinking yeah. whiskey and banging bitches. And, 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 and now look at That's like they're, I don't know what you call it. The, what was that woman that was in Fleetwood Mac? Stevie Nicks? <laughs> yeah. That's what Michael P.S. Hayes look like coming down the ring. Oh man! Why? It, it, it this is the thing they, you know, when they came out with this quote unquote new look and new persona, they emphasized it. It wasn't an accident. Like oh, Jim yeah, Ross is on commentary. Oh, the Freebirds got a new look and new attitude. Like it was emphasized. Like, hey, pay attention to the changes you'll see in these two. Man, thank God I was not watching. And they're giving me, and they're not giving me a reason to watch at this time. It's not as bad as y'all say, man. Yes, it, this is what I'm the watching right now. The pay per views are decent. There's, there's, there's talent here, and I'm sorry, but this is not I'm as bad sorry, as dude. Trucker Norm and me, Norman. In 1992, I was like whatever, 15, whatever how old I was, thinking, okay, I remember the Freebirds from World Class. When I was a little bitty thing, and this is what they're doing now. I'm putting it back on MTV Spring Break. I mean, so we I all but look, bro. I mean, we know you. We understand, bro. I mean, you think you're <laughs> fucking funny? But you ain't fucking funny. You know, you was ch- you were you weren't getting any, but you was chasing Tang. And if you'd have been hanging with me, I could have showed you some good Tang. But you were chasing, and you know, that's what it is. And then these two fucking clowns over here, you know doing this audio show with you know they bro i mean they was doing the same thing but we're not getting none the only person who was getting tang back then was me i'd have <laughs> more tang than you ever turned than that than you ever turned down in your life yeah I, I mean i'm not trying to argue it's just it's not as bad there, there's been worse times than right now i don't man bro ninja turtle norman and the crew that at least made me laugh yeah, this no. is like Dante's Inferno. Like, it's different <laughs> levels of fucking hell. Bro, damn, dude. Well, y'all really hate mad this, at huh? us because he, he's like, I want to put the boots to it, too, but then everybody will get mad at all of us. Yeah. I just don't think it's as bad as y'all make it sound. Bro, you know that it fucking is. talk show thing? I, I I find more offense in the fact that I got to watch Z-Man in two out of three falls. That's going to be, that's what I'm saying. That that's going to be bad, too. Oh my well, God. and how about the fact that the Freebirds are about to win this thing? Well, I mean, that doesn't shock me. It's Cactus and DDP aren't really a tag team. Yeah, they just two guys thrown together. Yeah, matter okay. of fact, here comes Michael Hayes right now. DDT, kaboom, and it's over. All right, one, two, three. All right. Any thoughts on the match, Doc? Not really. No. All right, well, we go back to Jim Ross and Jesse, and they talk about Steamboat and Rude, and then they throw to a clip of uh, Steamboat and Rude from Super Brawl. Hopper, you're going to love this. Yeah. They show the clip. <laughs> I got to bring it up to piss him off. They show the Where clip is the ninja? Of, of Steamboat coming out with the ninja. <laughs> now, which ninja is that? Is that the real one? Or the that's, ninja? that's the one that... that 
Paul Lee. That was Super Brawl. So that's the ninja. Is that was Paul Lee dressed as a ninja. Or the yeah. ninja. Is that the face ninja or is that the Paul Lee ninja? It's the ninja that was supposed to hit Steamboat, which he's about to do right here with the phone. So it's Paul Lee. It's yes. not the ninja. Yes. So, so get it right. Where's the ninja at? There was. <laughs> Why are we doing this again? There is no ninja. The ninja was brought in. It was probably some enhancement talent in a ninja outfit. Yes. And that that was the ninja. Was a ninja. It, well, but but the I'm not, I'm Harper, not trying to These aren't the ninjas you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't these aren't the balls you're looking for. Oh. Will you give me some relief? Hey Doc. No. You didn't see no, this cuz you're not on Facebook. No. You didn't see this cuz you're not on Facebook. There there was <laughs> I was watching the news like one day last week before we finally got under the 100s for the first time in three months around here. And the meteorologist says, hold on, everyone. Relief is on the way. Oh, no. I posted it in Facebook, the video of the dude. He's like, the much-needed relief is coming in two days. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, I can't watch television and hear the word relief anymore without dying. Our stupidity has ruined it. Yeah. It's ruined it. Bro. So anyway, the ninja hits Steamboat and Rude end up winning that match. And then we see footage from WCW Pro with Arn and Steamboat wrestling. And um, Rude, I'm sorry, Steamboat, you know, doing the hanging angle with Rude when he chokes him out or tries to kill him. Stop the murder on TV. Any thoughts on the replay there, Doc? No, I've seen this. Yeah, we're like halfway through the episode, and we've seen a promo and two matches. Yes, yeah, with is Tom bad. Zink three falls Zink on the way. We got it coming, man. It's coming. Is it? All is right. it this short because of the Braves, or that's just how it was formatted? No, nah, I'm sure. I'm sure we had some baseball or something oh, was going boy. on this day to make it less than two hours. And it was probably a 90-minute episode because it's 104 without commercials, so it probably was a probably yeah. was an hour and a half. Well, let me tell you this. Rick Rude came out to do some dick dancing tonight in a short time. Now, I need 3735 because he's going to do a version of some dancing that I, we need to talk about. Well, I, I need to play 3635 to 3720 because... There's some commentary here that is very interesting after he swivel hips and takes his robe off. If you're okay with that. Matter of sure. fact, let me, let me go to that. Let me go to that right now. I don't even know who Rick Rude's wrestling. I didn't even catch the guy's name, but he's wrestling somebody and it doesn't last long. Anyway, he, here's the commentary and then we'll listen to whatever you or see whatever you want to see, Doc. Here it is. emotion first of all I, he was wrong in striking a woman but she was in the ring she put herself in a man's place he felt very very badly after what he did he did it out of emotion i, I don't can't think, wait a minute i can't believe how sexist you are jim ross well i don't consider she, myself sexist she at all. put herself in a man's place in the ring she got very physical with steve but the thing about it hey i'd love to have her get physical with me i'm sure that she would but the bottom line is, is that steamboat now is walking around with a cracked cheekbone and a broken nose thanks to ravishing rick root well 
That was an interesting discussion. Yeah, like, um, hold yeah. on, keep it going for ten more seconds. Yeah, I am. Okay, after this, he's gonna. He suplexes him and then does some dick dancing. Oh, he's doing some thrusting in there, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we've got a guy thrusting right after we talk about a woman's place and all kinds of nonsense. So, you know, he did his swivel hips at the very beginning of that commentary I played a second ago. Look to Rick Rude's right above his left shoulder, kind of a little bit to the left. There's a brother that stands up when Rude's doing his swivel hips. He's wearing hips. glasses. Yeah. Watch, Harper. You'll see him in a second. He just popped up, and he's dancing with Rude. You see him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's another one on the right who's doing yeah. the same thing I just realized. <laughs> anyway, they were into it. That was some interesting commentary. Jesse's talking about Steamboat hitting women. Jim Ross makes an excuse for Steamboat. Well, she shouldn't have been in a ring. That's <laughs> like saying she she shouldn't have mouthed off. He had right to hit her. <laughs> like, Come damn. <laughs> Jim Ross and is Jesse, a baby face. And you can already tell now that you know what happens that Jesse and JR are already on each other's nerves. Yeah. Well, Which Jesse calls JR sexist. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 jousting pretty good on commentary. They are <laughs> maybe it's not a work. That's why it sounds yeah. so good. Uh, anyway, this match doesn't last long, Doc. Any other thoughts on the commentary or what we witness here? No, it went by quick. Yeah, yeah, he won it in like a minute, maybe, maybe even a little less. One, two, three, rude awakening, that was it. Uh, Rick Rude picks up the victory, and we continue to move along. We go back to the studio. This time it is for the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff. He talks about the situation with Sting and Vader, and we see a replay of Sting being attacked by Vader that we've seen now for, I think, the third time. Uh, We then get a Vader promo and a Sting promo. Vader says he has a Ph.D. in pain, and then Sting was howling a little bit or not really saying too much. I don't know, Doc. Did you have anything from Sting's portion of it? Um. Vader said you needed a PhD in pain, but but Sting was just terrible. Was he? Right. Was it that bad? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Come on. Okay. Let's hear it. He's off. I'm about to. I'm waiting to get to it. I want to see how bad it was because I didn't. I didn't make a note that it was that bad. I just watched it, but I don't remember being that bad. Hey, I'm Sting. Stop. Don't do Here drugs. It Big Van Vader's got a PhD in pain. (laughs) Well, I don't know where you went to school to learn about pain, and I don't know where you get off telling me you're going to take me to school. Because, see, I've been around here World Championship Wrestling a lot longer than you have, pal. World Championship Wrestling happens to be probably the best school of pain. So don't tell me about pain. Just show up. Maybe I'll make you understand what pain's all about. Well, with the type of threat that Van Vader poses for Sting in the WCW World's Heavyweight title, I'm sure that at times Sting has some very lonely moments at the top. 
but there's an athlete headed for WCW from Japan that has been watching the developments between Sting and Van Vader. And I'm sure that Muda would be there for Sting any time or any place a need would arise. Now, oh, Muda yeah. and Sting are certainly no strangers to each other, and they would undoubtedly represent one of the most dynamic tag team combinations in the sport, should the need arise. We'll take a closer look at Muda on tomorrow's edition of WCW. I want to let her keep playing just for a bit to hear Bischoff talking about Muda. But anyway, I mean, Sting wasn't bad. It just was like, meh. Like, didn't really raise the needle at all, Doc? Yeah. Anyway, we continue. Bischoff talks about the Ricky Steamboat attack on Rude again, and they show footage of Steamboat slapping Medusa. So this is kind of what JR and Jesse were at each other's throats about a second ago. Um, both of them just not being politically correct nowadays. Um, anyway, Steamboat, quote-unquote, accidentally hits Medusa because she's in the ring, and there's that. Uh, and then... Bischoff talks about DDP and K. Allen Fry's feud, and I'm not wasting any time discussing that because it just really makes no sense. Why is the talent feuding with K. Allen Fry, Doc? And not even that, but lower mid-card, Bella. It just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. And then the last thing that we get to here is there's a promo from or Rick Rude answering a fan question, and I wanted to play that just because I think it's absurd. Here it is. Finally, before we leave you, this week's fan line question comes from Shannon Barber from New York who wants to know, Rick Rude, you say some pretty negative things about people from New York, but your manager, Paul E. Dangerously, is from New York. How does he feel about your comments? A question I would expect from an inner city sweat hog, Shannon, a.k.a. New Yorkers. Well, the bottom line with Paul E. is money. And as long as the money keeps rolling in, I keep doing my thing and we continue to win. Mwah. And a reminder that you could be the first to read point. about Wrestle War 92. Yeah, I mean, green can make you do a lot of things you maybe wouldn't do otherwise. For the love of money, bruh. Yeah. Anyway, um, these fan questions are pretty amusing because yeah. there's no fan. There's no fan right in that question. That Marvin shit's coming Jones down. Jones from New, from New York. What there? Right. Caucus, New York. Yeah. From <laughs> New York City. Oh boy. All right. Well, it's main event time on the show. Yeah. Tom Zink, aka the Z Man, Mister Ambien himself. The Ambien Train oh, versus like she, what was I that? Know. I don't know. You know, now that you see, I caught myself. I think they may have been special because that <laughs> black guy little kind of. Uh... <laughs> now you, now, now, now he's turning. Now he's you're like, wait. <laughs> no, you're. You're an you, asshole. You are. You did it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're as dirty as that cameraman oh, from Smoky Mountain. Screenshot that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing oh. will ever compare to what that dude did in Smoky Mountain. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He's shooting that uh, shot. He's shooting that shot at the exact same time 
is that poor kid with Down syndrome is yelling rock and roll, and he stays on that poor kid the entire time as Jim Cornette utters the words genetic defect. That is the dirtiest shit you will ever see on a wrestling show. But the truth show. is, is that Corny could have edited it out, and he didn't. <laughs> That's true too. That's a little girl, huh? Uh, who, like anyone could know. I'm not commenting. All it says is Z-Man, you're the best, and yours misspelled. What are the odds that whatever that is is still alive? I well, she has like. It's like the fingernails are painted, but she, it looks like she's got like a... Okay, no, wait, that's a shadow. I thought she had a mustache coming well, in. It also looks like it has two black eyes. Y'all are is dirty. This, that is, is a young right, girl. See, is this where you see what say... I'm saying? I, I don't know if... if no, you can't think of them like their age they're at now, then, Mike. You got to think about it now. So we're making fun of future that person. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 still leaving it alone. Hopper's yeah. wrong because the minute I put it on that screenshot, he's laughing at the little girl okay. and calling me an asshole. Is that's what minutes, I call dirty? Is 17 minutes long enough for a two out of three falls match? Um, yeah, because there was there were some commercials in here too, so it went actually longer. It probably was closer to like 25 minutes, or with commercials okay. and intros and everything. I think so. Okay. Um. I'm not a here's Doc Doc had messaged me earlier about this. I'm not opposed to a two out of three falls every now and then. My yeah, bigger problem is my bigger problem is for the next couple of months until they decide to change it, this two out of three falls becomes like the norm. No. It's like every week every week the main event is a two out of three. And I'm like, that's just overkill. It's overkill. Like who's who is it next week, Doc? The Freebirds and Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine. And two out of three falls. So it's it's just like uh, uh, it's it's just too it's too much. It's like like I don't. Here's the thing. Like I I think Austin should defend the TV title on television. We've kind of griped about that. How you're you know, TV champion isn't always on TV defending it, but I don't need to see him out there for 30 minutes at the end of an episode either. Like in the two out of three falls. Cause then why do I even want to pay to come see him in the building? I don't know. And, and I, you know, we bag on Z man, but he's not, it's not like he's not a bad talent. He just needs to shut up. He needs a mouthpiece. Well, yeah. Whoa. He has no personality. He's, None. Yeah. Just dry, white toast with no butter. Ugh. Yeah. You need butter. Yeah, yeah you have to put butter That's on like it. That's like eating grits with nothing on it. With no butter. Hey, I got a serious question. Huh. Are y'all uh, salt on the grits or sugar on the grits type of people? Salt? I'm a, I'm a no grit kind really? of person. Really? And, and I eat oatmeal. I've had grits in forever. Me either. I has a brother I grew up with. He put sugar on his grits. I mean, you can. I've heard the worst things you, you can do. <laughs> oh, really? But, Tell us. But yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, you could put some salt and pepper on there. Maybe some Tonys. Oof! Nah, not Tonys. Oh, right, come on. Too much. No. All right. Well, let's get to this match. Two out of three falls. 
Um, Doc, I've got the timestamps for the actual falls as they occur, but uh, do you have any timestamps as we work through this? Because we got three of them here to go through. No. All right. That said, we'll go to fall number one. So Z-Man has Austin pinned for a second. Austin reverses and grabs the tights and then pins Z-Man. And Z-Man is crying, but he got what he deserves. So there's that. It was rather an uneventful pin. Here it comes. Have you ever thought about, like, right here, just punching the dude in the butthole? <laughs> what if he just sits up and, like, bites him in the ass? Just reaches up, like, right between his cheeks and just, ah! <laughs> Pulls what a harbor. wrong with yeah, That's him. called the hard body harbor. Welcome to my Friday night, asshole. Wow. <laughs> Y'all think that's funny? Yeah. We got to do something. Harper and I have to do something. That we have this is like putting salt on our grits because this yeah. is dry grit. <laughs> yeah, this is very much dry grits with no butter or anything. All right. So second fall, Doc. Anything from it? Let me look. And then here's the no. thing. There's no like this match was kind of long, but they didn't really do nothing in between the falls either. Nothing memorable. Nothing that you like. Oh man, you saw that bump. Oh man, that was pretty good. So anyway, go ahead and look, Doc. No, I don't have anything. Nothing. All right. Mm-mm. So fall two. Z Man sends uh uh shoots Austin into ropes, and I think Austin drops down, or is it a tackle? No, Z Man drops down. Austin drops down. That's right. Um, Z-Man hits a Fez press that looked bad, and Z-Man wins fall number two. Look at that. I guess it looked better than Tommy Rich, but that was it. That was the pinfall. Wait, what? That was the pinfall. One, two, three. He got it, and then he kicked out right away. So it's 1 1. Z Man is going to win the TV title. All you need is one more. One more pinfall, Doc. So how about we go to that one? Unless you okay. got timestamps from it. Doesn't wait, wait, what? I'm saying, unless you got timestamps from it, we'll go to the third. Uh, not a single one. Third fall. We get a backdrop by Z Man on Austin. Um, and then he sends Austin into the rope. Drop kick by Z Man. Austin powders out, but comes back in. Z-Man charges Austin. Austin catches him and hits him with a stun gun. And Jesse says, no help from Paul Lee. Right guy won. No questions asked. And uh, Austin retains. I don't know. The crowd, it wasn't like they were really loud. It was just kind of like, all right. And the thing is, how many of them are actually wrestling fans? Because this is still in that studio, right? Yeah, but I mean, we've seen That's these people fault. go nuts. Yeah, th- th- I don't. This isn't like TNA times when they were letting people in from the theme park that people wanted to just get some AC, so they went into the. Well, you so know, where's this at? I thought it was in the same center, same building. This is center right? stage. Center, yeah, the center stage. Yeah, I think these people are wrestling fans. I think these folks are. Like I said, I don't think this is TNA type audiences. I think these are wrestling fans who know what's going on. I just don't think they were into 
what we're seeing here. And that's that. So before we go off air, though, we got one more thing, because part of the new format is you get Jr. and whoever his co-host is, which is Jesse this week, to do some wrap ups. So they do some wrap ups. And then we see a promo of what we're going to see next week with free with the Freebirds versus Greg Valentine and Terrence Taylor. Here that is. All matchup, uh, stunning Steve Austin retaining the television championship. And fans, next week here on WCW Saturday night, we'll have another two out of three fall main event. It will be for the United States Tag Team title, the TaylorMade Man and Greg Valentine to defend right here against the fabulous Freebirds. You know, Ross, how do you look in sunglasses? Let's take a look at you. Not too good. No, no that's going to be a phenomenal match. Again, two out of three falls. These two tag teams, both veteran, know what two out of three falls is. The fabulous Freebirds against the TaylorMade Man and Greg Valentine. I'm looking forward to it. Fans, let's hear comments from both teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, <laughs> two out of three falls. Let me tell you something, Greg Valentine and you, Terry Taylor. The United States titles are going to go around our waist, and then the world titles are next. Right here next week, two out of three falls. Freebirds for the U.S. titles? I don't think so. The U.S. champions don't play that. Two out of three fall. Matt definitely puts us at a disadvantage, but we are going to come out on top because we are the champions. Should be in- <laughs> um, God, look at Greg Valentine. It looks like dude, he drives that- a fucking uh, a, a, a 2005 Dodge Caravan, and he's sitting there playing a the fucking video poker machine with the cigarette. Hanging out of his mouth. These goddamn kids don't stop pissing me off. Fuck. <laughs> you got change for 20? Why does two out of three falls put the champion at a disadvantage if the challenger has to beat you twice? I don't know, man. I, I don't, how long does this last for? Well, this so format. far it's been an hour and four minutes, and that's too long. No, with this... With this oh. format, with the talk show maybe, thing. Maybe about two months. Uh, uh, okay. We need Bill Watson here for quick. And then Fuck he can too. he can say his, use his language that he likes to use, and we'll move on. Look, I, I could see cool. doing something like this, but like in syndication. Not on a Saturday night. Mm. At the same spot. I'm just staring at Greg Valentine right now going, hey, Mama Fratelli, how you doing? How's your mama and him doing? <laughs> he looks like throw Greg mama. Greg Valentine looks like he's getting ready to coach your daughter's Softball volleyball team yeah. to a state championship. <laughs> he looks like the how you doing? Coach. You still going to you and now? That's good. That's good. Finish up. You got to finish up because if you leave, you're never going back. Finish up, sweetheart. <laughs> He really looks like a freaking <laughs> sixth grade PE teacher. Oh my God, that smokes a cigarette and wants to tell you everything you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and these Hicks. two, these two goofs. It's hilarious. I gotta I mean, play it again. I, like the, uh, no. What? Why do we have to play it again? Because I want to hear. I want to hear Garvin one more time. Next week, two- <laughs> you need to clip that. Yeah, there's a yeah. soundbite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what the hell is Michael Hayes doing? Look at him. He's Stevie Nicks. Look yeah. at the look. Hey, 
Look at him. Look oh, at my him. God. Look, he sticks his tongue out at the end. Well, look at these two idiots. Oh. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Man, this is sick. I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go from yeah, yeah, yeah. How to many throw beers right the there train. has Greg Valentine had before he walked out there? Not 17. Enough. I would have said 11. Okay, so if you look at his face when Terry Taylor's talking, he he looks like that old thing you used to say, Doc, with Robert Fuller and Smoky Mountain. Jim Cornette walks back there. Hey, you know, you still got one more thing to do, and Fuller's sitting there polishing off a core's yellow belly. He, he looks like... Greg Valentine looks like he was on his eighth core's yellow belly back there, or maybe a Budweiser. And the freaking Booker man walked up to him and says, Hey, Terry, Greg, you guys are up. And Valentine's like, Ah, oh, shit, I wanted to finish my goddamn beer. That's what he looks like right no, there. No, what he's he like, did is really- he looked at me and goes, All right, I'll be there in a minute. And then finished the beer and put it down and said, All right, guys, I'll be back to finish this game in a minute because they were playing cards. <laughs> and on the way the there, he told Terry Taylor, Do not make me do more than one take or I'll fuck you up. Probably so. Anyway, um, that is uh, how they wrap things up and go off air. Very, a very, very uneventful, but eventful new Saturday night on TBS. Yeah, uh, great. Fabulous stuff here. Anyway, uh, we got to rate it, hand out Rolexes. I'm afraid of what these guys are going to rate this thing. And who Lord knows who they give a Rolex to. But before we do that, remember, you can become a patron of ours at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, not only does it support the show, you get you get tons of stuff. You get the video versions of these shows, the pay-per-views we've done, the Clash of the Champions, which we're almost up to 20 by now, uh, the NWA Power Shows, ECW Shows, all that available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, along with the World Class Shows as well. Doc, uh, hold I on a admit, second. Leave that right there. Leave that right okay. there. Where, where Valentine is? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. How much older do you guys think Valentine is than Terry Taylor right there? He looks a lot older, but, I mean, we know the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he looks like he's 15 years older than him. Yeah. He's a senior, and, and he's a freshman. Yeah. Man. Four years difference. Motherfucker, That's dude. nothing. Right. Wow, that's nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Tom is crazy, All right. man. So, no, drugs go ahead and, and alcohol. That too. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and rate it, Doc. What are you going to rate it? It's hard to rate. It really is. I'm not sure what I just watched. Yeah. You watch the talk show version of Saturday Night, the new era. All right, you talk me into it. D. Oh, boy. No, no, no. Bad. C minus because of Brad Armstrong and Pillman. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with a C. What are you going to give it, Harper? I'll give it a C. I mean, right, just to well. show respect to Brad Thank Armstrong. You. Brad Armstrong, Flying Brian, Pillman. Okay, you put, a, you put a ring on it, you can hit it later. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Steve uh, Austin. You had uh, yeah. uh, Rick Rude. 
who gets the toot toot award, Doc? I feel like Greg Valentine's leaning in for his toot toot right there in that picture, but I'm going to go with Rick Rude for all the dancing, and he called somebody a sweat hog by just completely dismissing the fan question. Yep. So I'm going with um, Rude. I'm going with Rude, too. What about you, Hopper? I'm going with Jim Ross because he knows this is horrible, but he's got he's to take the pin. He's got to take the sack because he's got a fucking life bill to pay. He gets my toot-toot. I, okay. I, I contemplated him and Jesse just from their irritation with each other because that was amusing. I mean, one of them saying a woman deserved to get hit, the other one calling <laughs> the other on. one sexist. I mean, they were like two just say people saying things. <laughs> I mean, I think they, they would both – it would both be fired if it was 2023 with what they said today. But it wasn't. You know, different time. Uh, so I, I contemplated that, but nah. All right. So on that note, um, Doc, anything else we need to cover before we get out of here today? You we want to talk about talk next about week? or We didn't talk about it tonight. But you, I want all of our listeners to know that we're keeping an eye on a situation and we may have to, we will be talking about it soon. And that is um, the college football program out in Boulder, Colorado oh. with Deion Sanders. Cause there's going to be some epic moments this year of wrestling. And there already have been, but we're going to save it for a night where we need it. And, uh, but we're, we're keeping an eye on that out there for all you, you listeners. We're going to cover the event, right? We're, we will be industry insiders that definitely cover the event. Hey, does T-Hog still listen to this show? Yep. Oh, and he what was his favorite team? The Giants. <laughs> you see how you're an asshole? You see, you see how you are? You know what's funny? You know what's funny? This is going to end the way it always does. And you're going to be looking for the Burger King cooler come January. <laughs> hey, but you got to live. It with, always with it. ends like live, that for you. You got to live the life that's in front of you right now. And so I'm feeling good. I'm going to roll with that. Yeah. Oh, it's, fr- it's in front of you. All right. Gonna it's going to be in front of you come January. I'm going to put another 20 in the video poker machine. And this is the 20 that's going to pay off. <laughs> Draft right, kegs. Right. <laughs> Stop. I just lost my we're, house. No, we're not. They're dollars okay. free, so yeah. we can get you hooked. Yeah. Stop saying those names. Uh, we are. They are not it. sponsors of this show. I don't want them giving free Please sponsorship. Responsibly. Uh, before I get out of here, Hopper is still doing his video shoutouts, life and relationship advice. He's cutting promos on people. All you got to do if you want one of those videos is send him an email to chrishopper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. That is chrishopper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And don't forget, most importantly, to PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, it is in the show description. Just look it up, email him, and PayPal him 20 bucks, and he'll get you your video. He'll get you hooked up. Be very descriptive in what you send him in terms of what you want on your video. Doc, we talked about Dion, but is there anything else that you need to discuss before we get out of here? 
Man, it is 9.30 local time, and I am about to go eat dinner. So can we, yeah. for the love of God, get off this call? I got to eat, too. I got to feed a dog, and she's got to drop a deuce. I know that feeling. That, All right, that's well. The, hey, right there is the glamorous life of your, your podcast stars. <laughs> glamorous life. All right, well, and the new era has begun, and the first episode of that new era on April 4th is ending tonight. On that note, Hopper, hit the tagline. Let's frickin' roll. Book it, biatch. Book it, biatch.